I'm Mario Munoz reporting for the Rio Grande Guardian International News Service. Legendary for his over-the-top entrances, Mayor Jim Darling took to the stage for his 2021 final State of the City address accompanied by dancing ladies. The full video of Mayor Darling's State of the City 2021 event is available on YouTube. Now retired from the city of McAllen after 26 years, Kevin Pagan gave a short summary of his personal and work relationship with Mayor Jim Darling. I have the distinct privilege of introducing a gentleman who, for the past 27 years, has been my boss, my mentor, and my friend. Of course, I'm talking about Mayor Jim Darling. For nearly three decades, he and his wife, Sandra, have and their daughters, Jamie and Jenny, Jenna, have been friends of mine and Carmen's. And in fact, my daughter, Katie, was born um, the month that I started work for Jim. And our girls grew up together. We've been to more than one high school cheerleading uh, event together, I can tell you that for sure. So when I was offered the opportunity to introduce the mayor today, I didn't even hesitate. And especially because today's event is very special. This marks the final year that Mayor Darling will be delivering this State of the City speech. Not to mention, it's the last of those famous entrances of his. And that's too bad because I understand the city staff had a really good one for next year. But in reality, this is not just the last of eight years as mayor for Jim nor is it really even the end of 15 years of elected office. This year actually marks at least the formal end of 43 years of public service by one of McAllen's most dedicated public servants. So after seven of these events, I want to do one thing a little bit differently. You know, it's customary for the person that stands in this spot to introduce the mayor to all of you. But you all know Jim. So what I would like to do, with your permission, is to say a few words not to you, but rather on behalf of you, in fact, on behalf of all of us, to the mayor. Mayor Darling, we want to start with the two simple words that express our feelings about what you have meant to this city. Thank you. First for putting on the uniform of your country and going overseas to fight a war, we thank you. For coming back, putting aside any personal challenges that you had and going to community college and then law school, even if it was Baylor, thank you. I know you were disappointed you couldn't get into SMU, but Baylor's a fine second choice. For then taking all of that energy and all of the character that you have and committing virtually all of your adult life to this city and its citizens, we today thank you for keeping a whole bunch of elected officials out of trouble when you were city attorney, for always finding creative ways to get things done, like starting a community college, landing a medical school, thanks. Selfishly, for Carmen, me, Alec, Katie, Jackie, and Alex, thank you for hiring me, thank you for mentoring me, befriending me, and perhaps most importantly, never firing me. It's too late now. Thank you. 
for teaching me and all of us that you can accomplish great things if you don't care who gets the credit. Thank you. As an elected official for always fighting to keep taxes low, services high, and the citizens informed about everything going on, we thank you on behalf of city managers, department directors, parks and public work em works employees, police officers, firefighters, utility workers, and every other current and past city employee for the past 43 years for always looking out for us, even in difficult times. We thank you. Mayor, boss, the list is almost endless. So let me just say this. For every McAllen, McAllen citizen, worker, taxpayer, visitor, friend, and family member, for the hundreds of thousands of us who have benefited from more than four decades from your character, your energy, and most importantly, your friendship and your leadership. From all of us, Mayor, to you, thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, the Mayor of the City of McAllen, the Honorable Jim Darling. Wow, thank you. Thank you very much. Um, Kevin, I was in the back when you did that. Could you repeat that for me? I didn't hear it. But there's, you know, with this, with this, when we had the City Commission in our first meeting, we had a bunch of rules on the Mayor, and rule number 10 was what? The mayor's always right. We're adding a new rule. Don't be funnier than the mayor. <laughs> well, thanks for that introduction. You know, Kevin and I spent 13 years together as city attorneys and then another 14 with Kevin as a city attorney and me as an elected official. You know, and he, he always did a great job. We had a great relationship. But, you know, Kevin recently retired to take the job at the city of Mercedes. But you probably know that since he's been in the paper every day since. <laughs> And again, thank you all for being here during these extraordinary times. As your mayor, it is my privilege to be with you today and to share with you the state of our city. I think it is safe to say that there has never been a mayor charged with delivering the state of the city during more unusual and challenging times, and I thank you for coming. A special thanks to all of our wonderful sponsors, of course, our great corporate citizens who make McAllen the great city it is. I also want to thank all the local, state, and federal elected officials today. I'd like to thank these leaders for their service. You know, it, it, looks, it looks easy, but I've been, with the, I've been with people at 11 o'clock at night in the Capitol. I've been in so many meetings with uh, when I was city attorney with our great uh, elected officials from other cities. And, you know, it's a tough job, and by, it doesn't pay much, does it? But, you know, I'd like to have them all please stand up. All elected officials, please stand up today. Give them a round of applause. Uh, many of our state legislatures can't be either up in Austin, either creating mayhem or trying to prevent it. Although it's certainly been an unprecedented and challenging year, I can share that the state of our city is strong and its people are resilient, and we are looking forward to a much better 2021. It seems like a lot longer than 14 months ago that we gathered here for what would be the last minor major ga mass gathering in our city. In fact, it was before we really knew what the term mass gathering was. But what years has it been? A pandemic, a hurricane, a freeze, 
and renewed immigration crisis, and of course, the most difficult and tragic of all 2020 events, the loss of two of McAllen's finest, Officer Ismael Chavez and Eddie Garza, Jr. I know none of us will ever forget I know it's going to be tough. I know we'll never forget where we were when we heard the word that they were taken from us. As a man, I can't do this any longer. What I want to do is show our love for the Garza and Chavez family. So all please stand up. And let's do a moment of silence for them in our prayers. Thank you. We can sit down. Thank you. <clears throat> you know, we, lose, we lost two members of our family, and that's Sarah in July. And they, were, they use the word heroes a lot, but I, and rightly so. I can think of no greater heroes in our community than, than officers Chavez and Garza. <clears throat> Sorry about that. Thank you. This year I want to do, is this my last day of the city address? It's all about you the citizens and friends of the city of McAllen, and all our advisory board members, nonprofit board members, and our religious leaders and business leaders who all make the city special. In past years, we have celebrated all sorts of folks, from students to our neighbors with special needs to educators, city workers, and others. So this year, above all, our great citizen, starting with one special citizen you all know. Last year, I inaugurated the Mayor's Citizenship Award and named it in the honor of Dr. Nedra Knurk. And Nedra was the first recipient. That's why I named it after her. This year, I've chosen to, another, to honor another great McAllen citizen with a second-ever Nedra Knurk Citizenship Award. This person has not only dedicated his life to serving the citizens of McAllen, but long before that, he served in his, this country in the Army starting in World War II. That person is Colonel Frank Plummer. <clears throat> now, now, the Colonel, we're gonna do it over there. You know, the Colonel's, uh, he didn't want to tell me this, but he's 97 years, 96 years old, and he can still beat me up, but we're going to do that over there because of walk behind her. I want to tell you a little story about the colonel and the spire. If you see the spire, that's the center point of the war memorial. And uh, Colonel Plummer started in 1988 working on the, um, on the war memorial, and we've been around ever since then, and, and he built this fire. And one day we're out looking at the grounds, and he said, yeah, you want to climb to the top? Because he knew I like riding bikes and everything. And I said, well, sure, I guess. And so we crawled into the bottom of the box. And if you've ever been in there, hopefully nobody has. It's just a ladder with rungs. There's no sides or anything. And so Colonel said, well, going up on the top, it's a great view. So I was up there, and he kept talking to me, telling me war stories and stuff like he usually does. I'm just kidding. And, but he was talking to me. And I got about two-thirds up, and I realized if I slipped or something, I wouldn't be in my four-term of mayor. And uh, so I called him, I, I asked him very politely, because we're military guys, so I won't swear I did that once today. I said, Colonel, if you please be quiet, I'm really trying to concentrate. So I finished, and I went to the top, and, he, and I came down to the bottom, he said, I never thought you'd do that. I sure wouldn't have. <laughs> so I'm going to go over there, if you, if you don't mind. I'm going to go over there. I'll be real quick.
Thank you. Colonel, you didn't know we were going to do this, right, Colonel? You're surprised? No, Absolutely. What's going on? I, uh, I, I've been told. I think I'm going to have to pay him something after it's over with, whatever it is. You're going to have to pay me. So, you know, since 1988, you've been the leader of the Texas War Memorial nonprofit group. You raised the funds. You designed the various sections telling our history. By the way, he was one of the few remaining people who was in World War II, Korea, and Vietnam. You got the Silver Star, the Bronze Star with Valor, the Purple Heart, seven crosses of Valor, 17 air medals. When he wears his uniform, he has to stoop because of all those medals. But the main, the main thing about the War Memorial is you designed it for the kids, so the kids could see the history of what our country did to protect our freedoms. And more importantly, we show all the local valley heroes that are out there, so the kids can not only recognize the United States history, but what an important part our, our Rio Grande Valley made in the military and the sacrifices their family has suffered. So it's with my great pleasure that I get to give you the second annual, excuse me, it's behind me, the second annual Citizenship Award in Appreciation for Exceptional Contributions to Service in the City of McAllen, the Nedra Kinnerick Citizenship Award. Congratulations, Colonel. You know, there you go. Thank you. I just want to say one thing. Can you hear me all right? You know, uh, the mayor here started with me when I first started on this in 1988. He was a member of our team. And, of course, he finally gets, recognizes me. <laughs> you know, only took him since 1988. But I'm joking. This is a very much of a surprise. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Well, thank you. And to the Chavez and Garza family, I apologize for breaking up, but I, I just couldn't do it. As I mentioned, 2020 and the first few months of 2021 have been an extraordinary time in the history of our country and our city. Shortly after last year's State of the City, we all began hearing of this novel virus that it seemed would require much more attention than the annual flu. Of course, we all know now that COVID-19, the coronavirus, would in fact change our lives dramatically in the ensuing months. We learned terms like social distancing, flattening the curve, and of course, lockdowns. We would all learn how to Zoom and attend virtual meetings. Okay, this is a survey. How many of you there attended a Zoom meeting, virtual Zoom meeting, wearing a shirt and tie and gym shorts? Okay. And, you know, and what is it with, with hoarding toilet paper? I thought we only did that for hurricanes. The city began in March of last year making necessary adjustments to workspace and services to protect our citizens and our employees. I want to say how proud I was, we all were, of the great city staff during this time. We hardly missed a beat. 
learned sometimes through exceedingly difficult experience what it meant to deal with this disease. But very quickly, we established city testing and contract tracing protocols that helped us prevent the spread as much as we could. This meant that city services were never interrupted as we helped our friends, neighbors, and businesses cope with a temporary new normal we all experienced. We made it through several surges of the disease. We made it through several, uh, we certainly mourned the loss of the nearly 3,000 Hidalgo County residents who succumbed to the terrible virus, including some members of our own city staff. But we, as we always do here, McAllenites stepped up, faced a challenge, and we have come through. Now that we are hopefully nearly at the end of this long battle, we can soon again freely visit friends, loved ones, and get back to normal. I don't know about you, but I've seen people today I haven't seen in almost a year, and it's really grateful, great, it's great to be able to do that. But in order to do that, we all need to get vaccinated, so please encourage your friends, family members, and workers that haven't been vaccinated to do so. We'll never forget this year of disease our frontline, for our frontline workers, healthcare, first responders, essential service providers such as grocery store clerks, gas station attendants, custodians, and the like. We thank you all for going to work every day during the pandemic. But one thing I learned through this time is that we, all of us, are essential workers, everyone. And then there was summer. By mid-July, in addition to the pandemic, we had already mourned the losses of Officer Chavez and Garza. And by late July, we were facing another daunting prospect, the land landfall of Hurricane Hannah. Hannah had decided that, apparently, like many tourists, that the valley was a better place to visit than Corpus. If you remember, it was going to be a Corpus again. It was very difficult to say any disaster is normal, but at least here in the valley, we have experienced dealing with hurricanes. So it came as no surprise that once again, you all stepped up to face this challenge. The city emergency services and responders prepared for and dealt with the high winds and deluge of rainfall that arrived in early mornings of July 25th. Many of our employees had to leave their families at home and risk their well-beings to go out to serve our citizens. They always step up to do that. While there are always important improvements that can be made, I was grateful to see that the flooding in our city was much, less, was much more limited than it had been in the past events. Of course, one home or one business with water inside is one too many. And we continue to strive to improve drainage infrastructure, including the bond projects that the voters approved a few years ago and were featured in our city commissioner's presentations. But all in all, Hurricane Hannah mainly served to remind us that with Mother Nature, you can never be totally prepared. After the presidential election and shortly after the new president took office, we once again, for the third time, began dealing with a surge of folks seeking to enter the country from Central America of seeking asylums. This time, we had a new element, COVID. And I see Sister Norma sitting out there. Sister, God bless you. <laughs> And once again, our great private partners like Catholic Charities, Salvation Armies, and others stepped up. We are again dealing with a problem not of our own making, mainly the federal government's inability to solve its immigration challenge. As in the past, we expect the federal government to make all this whole for the taxpayers' expenditures we are doing. As we always do here in McAllen, we help those in need, even when it was inconvenient and politically unpopular to do so. We have stepped up to help, and that's what we do. Thank everyone that have helped us in this area. 
As if in 2020 had not provided enough challenges, 2021 was bound and determined to test us again. And early in January, despite the unprecedented success of the private sector drug companies, we had another January surge and had to adjust what we were doing in order to protect our citizens. Then as we were rolling along with vaccinations, Mother Nature again took center stage. We experienced a nearly unprecedented Valentine's Day Arctic blast. That blast was colder than when you forgot to give your wife a Valentine card, believe me. <laughs> that sent temperatures plummeting to far below freezing and remained there for several days. All of you know the Valley is not accustomed to or prepared for sub-freezing weather for any extended time. And likewise, it turned out neither was the Texas power grid. But that's another story. While many of us suffered the freezing weather with no power, again, our friends, neighbors, and great partners stepped up. Warming shelters were provided, food was delivered, and those businesses that could be open provided much-needed supplies and services to our community. Through these unprecedented 16 months, the citizens of McAllen and our city staff have constantly risen to the challenges, faced the difficulties and hardships, and we have come through. Well, how about some good news, though? 2020 was not by all means about challenges. There were a number of successes and things for which we can, and rightfully so, pat ourselves on the back. First, I want to congratulate my fellow commissioners sitting right here. Our commission received the award recently from the Texas City Manager Association as the Texas City Commission of the Year. Thank you. Thanks. Stand up, you guys. You know, that's, a, that's an honor to get that any year, but when you got it for 2020, that really meant a whole bunch, you know. So thank you for all you do. We have a great team. Uh, we're kind of breaking it up right now, but we have a great team, and we all work together. You know, one of the things I always said in McAllen, we never run on tickets. We all run as individuals. We come on the city as individuals. We maintain as individuals. We work together. We sometimes disagree, but we don't call each other names mostly. And, um, and, it, and it's really, I think, when you look at McAllen, that's what makes a difference, and the staff, I'm sure, appreciates that. We recognize also, we appreciate the recognition, but I think I can speak for the commission in saying it's all about you, though. Our residents, business owners, and staff make it possible, frankly, and enjoyable most of the time to serve you as best we can. Likewise, our partners at MISD received the District of Distinction Awards in several areas, but the biggie was the board was also voted Texas Board of Trustees of the Year. And it keeps on rolling, folks. Not only that, Dr. Gonzalez was picked as a Texas Superintendent of the Year. I'd say that's a pretty darn good year for McAllen. We appreciate the MSD's ongoing hard work to make sure our students receive a top-notch education. I should also mention that City Manager Roy Rodriguez was the City Manager of the Year for 2017. Way to go, Roy. We are also privileged to work alongside another great group of elected officials, the McAllen Public Utility Board. With one of the very few, and I think it's the only one, municipal utilities that elects its trustees, the McAllen PUB continues to provide innovative and amazing service at one of the lowest rates in the state. 
During the past freeze, our PUB employers were able to aid our surrounding cities while no McAllen customers lost water service. In fact, the Texas Department of Emergency Management asked the MPU's assistance in San Angelo when the city's water system became completely unusable. We went up there and did it. What a great team. Since they are elected officials, we have to do this too. No, I'm just kidding you. They're a great bunch. Of, I, get, I have the privilege of serving on the board with, with them, and I'm going to tell you, they spend a lot of time making sure we have the best system in the world. And so I want to show you a short video from our public utility board. I'm Charles Amos, chairman of the McAllen Public Utility Board. The McAllen Public Utility recently went before Fitch Ratings, a financial rating agency, for review of our bond series. Fitch Ratings is a leading organization in providing forward-looking opinion related to credit. The McAllen Public Utility bonds are set for $27.1 million and are for Outstanding Waterworks and Sewer System Revenue Bonds Series 2015 and 2016. We are proud to report McAllen Public Utility received affirmation of a stable future with a system credit rating of a double A plus. Hi, I'm Ernie Williams, McAllen Public Utility trustee, place D. Fitch also found MPU has a very strong revenue defensibility and very low operating risk profile, both assessed at double A. Currently, there are no expectations of future water and sewer rate increases through fiscal year 2024. And the system plans to fund its capital improvement plan, which will focus on maintenance and growth, spending from existing and projected cash reserves and low interest loans. Hello, I'm Mike Blum, member of McAllen Public Utility Board. Serving a population of over 140,000 residents with 48,000 water and 43,000 sewer accounts, the system has a healthy financial performance history. With one of the lowest rates in the state, McAllen Public Utility continues to be innovative. It was the first utility in the valley and just the second in the state of Texas to use type one recycled wastewater for irrigation, which preserves more of our precious water resources for our residents. Hello, I'm Albert Cardenas, McAllen Public Utility Board trustee. The rating is also indicative of the fiscally responsible and conservative approach that the MPU has maintained in managing the utility's finances and resources. The future plans set for the system will allow us to grow service and infrastructure while we prepare for the demands of our rapidly growing city. Bottom line, Fitch Ratings affirms McAllen Public Utilities' financial operations are very strong. Yeah, let's give me a hand. Well, water and sewer is not very glamorous, but they do a fantastic job, and we appreciate all you do for our citizens. As Commissioner Villalobos mentioned, the city recently opened another stretch of the much-needed northern part of Bicentennial Boulevard. I'd like to see most of it open before I'm out of office, Roy. Where's Roy? You, did, you can do that. Roy, okay. One key, tra you know, our traffic segments, we really concentrate on the bond issue on north-south 
And that was, it was not easy to do, but it was, didn't involve a lot of relocation of homes and those kind of things. Now we're going to start on east-west traffic in McAllen, and I think that's going to be a, a huge traffic mover when we, we accomplish that. And I ask you, as always, have patience with us when we do it, not only to get it done, but when it's disrupting your roads, streets, and everything else. The same thing with drainage. We have a lot of drainage in our city. It disrupted it. We apologize, but you'll find out when it rains, you really appreciate it. So we appreciate all the citizens' um, confidence in that getting it done and patience with us doing it. One of the other key tracks is the completion of an advance of 29th Street, which I call the New City Speedway. Ware Road and Dove, to just name a few. Thanks to the bonds approved by the people a few years back, we are making significant improvements um, to that, and more are coming around the corner. We also made great strides in expanding services, constructing new lanes and cutting travel times on the Anza Lewis Bridge. One thing I might mention on bridges, and I'm getting away from the script, is right now we can't have non-essential travels to our city because of federal regulation. Uh, federal order by the government. It's really hurt our mission, our, our merchants uh, very much. And the other thing is it's based on health, and yet we show no COVID tracing between people, the essential workers go back and forth to Mexico. So when you see your congressman say, we need to have non-essential travel established so our friends, neighbors, business partners uh, can come across the river and support us. Too many decisions are made in Washington, D.C., which is a heck of a lot far from the border where we really know what we need and, and uh, it works for us. So we established southbound, tra southbound traffic on empties uh, about three years ago, and that's been pretty good. And also with help our state and federal partners, we're right about close to getting the full freight facilities built at the bridge, and hopefully we'll start those this summer. You know, it's been interesting. Our trade with Mexico has been great because of NAFTA. But we're, with MEDC, we're partnering up on USMCA projects. They haven't started yet. Well, they're trying to get uh, Washington to figure out how it's going to work. But when UCMCA gets fully implemented, it will be explosive in our valley. We'll have manufacturing operations on both sides of the river. Uh, we'll be able to partner and improve employment uh, in our city, in Mexico, but across the whole Rio Grande Valley. And thank the MEDC partnership and leadership that they do in making this all possible. Although we never expected to do so, the city was able, with the help of the First CARES Act funds, to help local businesses hit hardest by the pandemic. Through the Chamber of Commerce, we pass, we pass federal dollars directly to locally owned small businesses to see them through this trying year. And I re can report it helps many stay afloat. To all our McAllen businesses, large and small, locally owned and franchised, I want to say how much we appreciate your hard work and that you stayed the course and stuck with McAllen. We appreciate it and we pledge our continued efforts to support you, your employees, and your businesses in the coming months. God bless you. Likewise, through cooperation with local charities, churches, and schools, the city was able to deliver many thousands of meals that, uh, to folks that could not due to the, uh, get out due to the pandemic. The neighbor helping neighbor concept is what we are all about in McAllen, and it showed up big time during the pandemic. Although our affordable homes of South Texas, through our affordable homes of South Texas partners, we were able to provide rental and mortgage assistance to many of our families who were devastated by the COVID economy. And this is one I'm really proud of. We, myself nagging, and our city staff, traffic coordinators, convention center workers, public works, and outside consultants actually doing all the work, were able to design, develop, 
and deploy in almost record time a Wi-Fi net around the city so that students who were not able to attend school in person could access their classes online. We did it by installing We had, we had been trying methods for several years and working, and, and none, none worked. And then we decided we had a lot of fibers. So we used the fiber. We had water towers. So we used the water towers for towers. And we had telephone and street lights in neighborhoods. So we put, we put repeaters on street lights because they have a power source, and they're all 300 feet away. And we used our city system all that to provide over 1,000 hotspots for the city and literally reach thousands of homes. And, and it's free and reliable. I'm especially pleased that we're able to focus on unserved areas of the city so that the learning gap could be minimized. Thanks to the city IT department and other city staff involved in that national winning important project. One organization in particular I want to recognize, and they happen to be one of our longtime partners, is the Boys and Girls Club McAllen. They really came through. From the beginning, the club reached out to the city and said, how can we help? Even though many of their programs were shut down, they kept their doors open to provide much-needed child care for city employees, including first responders. Because guess what? The school sent all the kiddies' homes to everybody. Their innovative and sacrificial, sacrificial um, effects did not go unnoticed, either by the city or, own, or their own national organization, which named Executive Director Delinda Alcantor Director of the Year. I, I hope you can see a pattern developing here. I know that the Boys and Girls Club, like so many, suffered a tragic loss of one of their beloved staff, staff members. So we extend both our sympathy and our heart to heart thanks to Delinda, the staff, and the board of the McAllen Boys and Girls Club. By the time the holiday season rolled around, we sensed that the community was in real need of some entertainment and activities. You guys wanted to have some fun. So our city staff got busy and created a holiday experience here at the McAllen Convention Campus. Obviously, we couldn't have a parade for 250,000 people in the middle of COVID. So we did a virtual holiday parade and the illuminated driver, they were huge hits. They provided a much needed break to the pandemic in the case of the South Pole Illuminated Drive, a way to safely get out with your family and enjoy an event. Thanks especially to our convention center staff, public works, traffic, and the PD for giving us this holiday break. Well, we've also added much-needed flights to our beautiful McAllen Airport, and as you heard from Commissioner Ramirez, it's great out there, and it's clean, and it's safe, and so let's get back to flying. Okay? And, you know, by the way, we did all this while also being, making sure our citizens were being counted in an historic and, again, unprecedented census. The numbers are not officially let, but I believe McAllen and our area did a great job in trying to get everyone counted. According to the unofficial tally that was given to me, I can't verify that, uh, we show an almost 15% growth in this last census with a population estimated over 151,000 people. With the assistance of state and federal governments and the careful planning and direction of our city staff, especially our city manager's office, we are able actually to maintain an extremely healthy fund balance in the face of this challenging year. In fact, I talked to Roy about it, but I cannot repeat how much it was because you all want 
your taxes lower. We can't, well, we'll do something. <laughs> but, but we really came out fine. And I think what it is in us, it's an opportunity to do a lot of the great things we need to do without going to the bond owner, bond, uh, voters for bond elections. I think it's a great opportunity that the new city commission and mayor are going to have a fantastic one to do a lot of great with uh, our fund balance. We're one of the few cities that fund depreciation, which means we don't have to go out and buy a new fire truck and pay a million dollars. We're paying for it as it goes along. It's a very unique one that we're, ha we're fortunate enough to do in our city. So in order to have a, a brighter 2021, we're going to have it this year, this year and even better. Even in the pandem pandemic, we're able to maintain our city position as the state's 15th best collector of sales tax even though we're only the 25th largest state. That means one thing. We're still number one or two largest sales tax collector in the state of Texas, and that's not with having the 35% of our sales tax coming from our Mexican friends. For 2020, you can find more about our projects, our financial situation, and many accolades given the city in our annual report. It is linked on the city website, and I encourage you to go out there and take a look at it. It's really amazing. It gives you a full picture of the city. We used to give it to you, but it's 400 pages, and you all used to leave it here. Nobody would take it home with them. So we figured out we'll give it you in zip drives, and they just get thrown on your drawer, and we didn't have them labeled. So now you're going to have to go on the website and look for it yourself. There are some good things that happened in 2020, but there were... Uh, there, here's some plenty more. I'd like to take a few minutes and look back a little bit further than 2020, if you allow me. By now, some of you have probably heard that I will be not running for mayor. Kevin told you that. But it's true. And for those that are running, you know, somebody asked me, um, do you get, I don't get involved in politics. When I was a city attorney, I got asked a lot. I, mean, I was a city attorney for 28 years because I always gave the same answer. They're all fine candidates. But I have a new science about that. I have a new science on who should be elected mayor. If you go out to Bicentennial, and whoever has the fewest signs is probably going to be fiscally responsible. <laughs> the decision for me not to run was a difficult one, but I thought it was best for, for myself, my family, and the city. I had retired from the hospital over five years ago because it, it was difficult for me to put in time that I wanted to on the city being mayor and also at the hospital. And so, uh, even though the hospital never complained about my second job, I decided to devote my full time to the $50 a month one. Thanks to a lot of people, we have accomplished or set in motion almost all the things I wanted to do as mayor. And so I thought eight years as a full-time mayor was enough for one person to serve. And besides which, I can't have much more fun. I want to say it has been a great year. In fact, it has been a great 43 years serving the city, first as city attorney, then as assistant city manager and city attorney, then as my favorite city commissioner from District 6, and of course, as mayor. During that time, I believe the city has had some great accomplishments face and overcome some serious challenges, especially 2020, and I hope come out at least a little better than it was before. If I had some sort of part of that, I feel grateful. And we certainly have enjoyed these State of the City events, have we? Hopefully you remember some of my unusual entrances. My personal favorites were those that involved many great citizens, employees, and friends of the city. Although I have to say that repelling down from the ceiling and coming in four separate boxes was pretty fun. Remember, it has always and has always been about you, the great citizens of the community. 
During these events, I've had the privilege of pointing out our ESTs, that is our biggest, the largest, the best, and so on, and that's a great way to explain what was happening. Virtually every year, I've been able to report how incredibly safe our city is, with crime rates falling each year. We must acknowledge those tragedies we had this year but they, as they occur. But I would say again that I believe we have one of the safest cities and finest police departments anywhere. And In fact, we were just rated right the ninth safest city in the U.S. based on our FBI crime reports. And I might say something about that. With all the news we get with asylum seekers and all those things, we get depicted as a dangerous place. The border is depicted as a dangerous place. And guess what? McAllen is the one that's on the news because that's what it says because of the bus station in the Border Patrol station. So we have to tell our story. I, t I, I don't like to go on national news, but I tell our story that we're a safe city. We're handling what was brought to us. We're the safest city. Our citizens feel very safe. And you all come down because it's a bunch of baloney that's going on national TV. And I hope you carry that message too. I had to be careful saying baloney, by the way, so that was, that was good. Thank you to our men and women in blue. I know the McAllen City Commission will always support and give you the resources you need to do your jobs. Likewise, we have the best fire department anywhere. That's our, you remember that, the Good Morning America Five Alarm Firefighter Challenge. Well, those guys do a great job besides dancing. And who can forget the, when they're dancing? though? However, they, they're not the best dancers. And actually, I learned, I did learn some of my moves from them but they do their job really good. All these great employees and many others, our public works department, engineering, traffic, many more, my friends in the park areas and are among the best staff anywhere. When there are disasters in Texas, and this is the truth, when there are disasters in Texas, they call McAllen to send help and our departments respond. We've had a bunch of ESTs over the year. Here are some of the past and some of my favorites, if you'll bear with me. For years 2018 through, 21, through 2021, which is just one last month, we won the It's Time Texas Health Challenge. That's where you can, the whole community is challenged to eat, eat better, exercise, and all those things. And we're in the large category. We won the large category four years in a row, but we also scored more points in San Antonio, Dallas, and all the ones in the metropolitan. So we show what we can do in the valley. We like to eat, but we like to exercise, right? The Monitor newspaper readers, several times we received favorite city. And, and by the way, I got favorite mayor, and they stopped the award. I don't know what that was about, but. So I'm claiming a lifetime of that one there. Magnified Money ranked McAllen in the top 10 boomtown category. We are one of the best places in the nation to launch a small business, and one of the best places to retire. So you can start and end your career here just like me. Kiplinger ranked McAllen as one of the most affordable places to live in the nation. U.S. News and World Report ranked McAllen in the top 125 places to live in the United States. Quinta Massalan won the prestigious IFEA award for our great facility. And we're doing, you know, and that facility is getting ready to take off with a partner, UTRGV, in the state of Texas. It's going to be magnificent and about, it'll be the best place in the country, I think, in about a year. The Oval Park just outside the convention center here was designated as a great public space. 
by the state chapter of the Great Places in Texas program. The McAllen Holiday Parade has won multiple awards as the best parade, not one of the best, in Texas, that's really good, and in the world, including this year. And here's one I was really proud of. McAllen ranked as the 26th happiest state in America. The other 25 are in Colorado. In addition to the ESTs, together we were able to accomplish many, many great projects during the last eight years, including these. Building the amazing Performing Arts Center across the way, thanks to the voters. If, if you haven't been in there, you, ain't, uh, you have to have been there. Building out with the private sector and development partners this entire campus. This has got to be an iconic place now for many events um, and many visitors from not only area but all over the state creating a wonderful space to celebrate the heritage of our African-American community at Bethel Gardens. We did this year with the help of neighborhoods in the city. Helping always remember with the Holocaust Memorial event, which we just had the other day. Completing both the soccer and baseball soft and softball complexes and completely revitalizing the park around Municipal Park and Pool, where we host now statewide tournaments and even beyond state tournaments. Ensuring that all new parks and programs will be inclusive with spaces and programs for our special needs community. The completion of the multi-state, federal, and local Texas Anti-Gang Task Force and Intelligence Facility at the old Public Safety Building. Now that was a mouthful, but that's, a, that's where we have state, federal, and national police, police departments and intelligence workers doing our job for the rest of the state of Texas and the country there. Demolition and replacement of the fire stations at Maine and Harvey and on Dallas. And one I'm particularly proud of, creating the extremely popular and helpful McAllen 311 Center and the app to go with it. We have had hundreds of thousands of calls and reports from our citizens, all which help make our city better. I remember when I got elected mayor, I told Mike Pettit, I says, I want a 311. And he said, well, they're not easy. He said, we could do a 311, but what are we going to do when people call? And so it's, yeah, right? And so when they call, they expect that pothole to be fixed. And so we have a great 311 center to train the staff, and our public works guys and our parks guys, they respond, but, they, but really the citizens are what make it work and what make McAllen a great city. Working with Valley Communities, our state legislatures and college administrators, we did in creating the UTRGV and its medical school. Working with the UTRG Medical School to develop a state-of-the-art medical research center in the South Dove campus location. Establishing the Texas A&M McAllen campus at Trace Lagos. And speaking of Trace Lagos, the creation of a tax investment zone which made, uh, which made Trace Lagos possible. It's a 2,500-acre master plan development in our northwestern growth se sector. We work with STC to build the beautiful Nursing Education Center on McCaw Road. STC and the CDA are a great partnership, and I want to thank their Board of Trustees for all they do. You know, when they were created and built, they became a game changer for many, many of our students that would never have gone to college except for them. There are many more. $180 million La Plaza Mall expansion, and I thank all you women for keeping that La Plaza Mall going. Creation of the Mayor's Health Council, 
creation of the Ordinance Review Committee to eliminate unnecessary or outdated regulations. We have a lot of fun with that. Our city commissions do it, and we're all libertarians a little bit. And, and if they broadcast it, we can't do that because it would be too it would be tough. But we do a great job in that, and I appreciate the city commission on doing that and eliminating some unnecessary um, regulations. We did the integration and diversification of our various economic development functions, like MADC, focusing on the better job opportunities and international investment opportunities. There's big things to come from MADC. The Chamber starting entrepreneur programs and converting the Main Street Library into an art and tech center. And we created the first ever retail development office in City Hall. And we also did the refresh um, program to give uh, local businesses, small businesses in certain parts of town, the ability to refresh their outdoors so it looks more inviting for the shoppers to come in. And as I mentioned before, major improvements on, of course, drainage, traffic flow, and streets, thanks to the first bond issue we issued since 1990. We work with our friends and neighbors and state administrators to create a new MPO to help solve regional traffic problems by becoming eligible for more state funding. Okay, and there are a few city nerd thing type things I'm proud of. One is the first being the first comprehensive rezoning in the city to make development easier, resulting in more multifamily construction in the last four years than in the last 20. Many times I ask people, where do you live? And they say, I'm not going to mention there's a whole table of mirrors out there, but other cities around us, and they say, why? Because we can't afford to live in McAllen. So we need to understand that segment of our community and provide housing for that. Annexation. We had, not, we had not had a policy of annexation for almost 20 years, so we initiated and annexed more property in my first four years than in the previous 20, all done to protect our patterns to the north, south, and west. I, were, I remember riding with um, Mayor Salinas in uh, Mission, where I took him to the county on purpose, and we got to 107 in Conway, and it had a big old City of McAllen sign. And, you know, Mayor Salinas, he kind of cussed a little bit, and he really, and, he, and I, said, I just told him, welcome to McAllen, baby. And so we did that for a purpose, not just to annex people's property, but we have different measures in the county. We have different standards in the county. We spent years cleaning up um, colonias around our city, and so it was important to annex. And then four years ago, the state of Texas said we can no longer annex unilaterally. So we are done annexing people in the state. So we had to protect ourselves, and I think we did by going to Monte Cristo and Ware Road, by going to Conway, and by going to Dicker Road in the south. We protected our city growth the way we want McAllen to grow. We want our citizens to enjoy reasonable growth in our city and hopefully accomplish that. And last but not least, I've always wanted a city seal. I begged for a city seal. We had the three M's, you know, the three bars and M's. But I said, that doesn't look like a good tattoo. We have a good tattoo seal now. Again, it's all because of you and the way you give back to the community. And speaking of giving back to the community, there are two of my favorite citizens here today. You, remember, you may remember them from previous State of the City events. Ashton Pena, who did the Pledge of Allegiance, and Jose Rodriguez-Risti. These are two young gentlemen, and they're sitting over there. We got a camera on them? Okay. These are two young gentlemen who are not only outstanding students, but are great volunteers in many city events, including the American Cleanup. That's how I met these two guys, young men. They're always involved in that. I want to introduce them today because they have truly been an inspiration to me. They have accomplished this, uh, this much while dealing with what other people would be considered disabilities, but they don't. They consider them a challenge and have met their challenges. You, too, are truly America's finest. Thank you.
So I guess it's about time. You know, I've been, I don't know how long I've been up here, but I apologize if I had. But before I go, I want to issue some challenges. I believe that the city of McAllen is at its best when we look outward, not inward. By that mean, God and geography has placed us in a unique spot, next to north to the great international neighbor in Mexico, and among a midst of more than three dozen other great cities in our Rio Grande Valley, and of course, the greatest state of the union, Texas. But to build on the things I've mentioned today, we need to work together, not together only inside our city, but outside as well. It takes work and leadership. The new mayor will have the opportunity to replace me on over 18 boards or commissions that deal with the city, regional and state issues. We must take a lead in regional and state issues to make sure we protect McAllen and provide the leadership I think our region deserves. We have strong relationships with our neighboring cities, with the Council of Governments, TxDOT, and the new MPO and our county leaders. I challenge the next mayor and new commissioners to build on these relationships and always value the help we can provide to one another. The world is shrinking. We certainly saw that this past year. And relationship with those around us, near and far, are essential to our success. Our success as a city, a region, a state, and a nation. I've tried in my many years to work with everyone, everyone of every race, nationality, creed, political persuasion, everyone that could help our great city. I have also tried to always return the favor when I could. I hope my successor will do the same. As I leave my formal service to the city, I want to thank all of you for entrusting the keys to the city for me, to me for these many years. My wife Sandra and my family have served along with me, including the many times I was occupied with city business. I couldn't have done them without their love and support. I also want to take the, thank the... I also want to thank the people who have had a special role in my time at the city. You know, I'd love to name you all, but I, I can't do that because I would not want to forget one person. It would be, it'd be terrible. And so I will take time later to thank each of you uh, personally. As I said at the outset this year, and really every year, it's all about you. The families, friends, colleagues, and citizens of McAllen, we are still McAllen strong. Mayor Jim Darling delivered his final State of the City at the McAllen Convention Center on April 28th and gave his final farewell. Thank you all for being here, and God bless you, and God bless McAllen. Bye. Christine Galban of Channel 5 News served as Master of Ceremonies. I'm Mario Munoz, reporting for the Rio Grande Guardian International News Service.